Welcome to Ottawa Valley Community Church, where we simply want to help you encounter Jesus, be transformed, and share His love. Midgal Edom. 
And that is actually means the shepherd's watchtower. The place near Bethlehem called the shepherd's watchtower. And what we see in the text is that, uh, there, and, and in, the, in the history and in the archaeology, is that there were three classes of shepherds at the time. There were nomadic shepherds that wandered through the wilderness and wandered through the desert and did uh, sort of their work. And they were kind of the lowest class of shepherds. There were shepherds who were landowners. Uh, who had heritage land that belonged to their family, and they kept sheep on that land. And then there were some different shepherds who were dedicated to serving the needs of the temple, dedicated to raising sheep uh, that would be used uh, for the temple sacrifices, and that would go to Jerusalem uh, as pure and spotless uh, lambs for the annual sacrifices uh, for the sins of the nation. And in Micah 5 8, referring to Bethlehem, we have this. Uh, phrase is one of the messianic prophecies uh, the, in this region of Bethlehem Ephrathah. It says, But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are too little to be among the clans of Judah, but from you shall come forth from me one who is to be the ruler in Israel. And by rabbinic uh, tradition, the, the writings of the ancient rabbis, uh, we see that that land was actually land that King David had set aside for this task. So when he became king over Israel, and he became interested in bringing the ark back into Jerusalem and bringing the tabernacle back into Jerusalem, and ultimately an interest in building the temple, he took his ancestral lands. You'll remember that David was from Bethlehem. And he took his ancestral lands and he gave them to the temple as a place to raise sheep uh, for the sacrifices. And so this land, this agricultural zone around Bethlehem, uh, was a zone that had been bequeathed to the temple by David hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago for the raising of sacrifices. And a question occurs to me when I think about our journey and our lives. Do you see your vocation? Do you see your place of work? Do you see your place of serving as something that has been dedicated by the Lord as a place to prepare the gift of your life as a sacrifice. In Colossians 3, at 23 and 24, it says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your Lord of your Lord. You are serving Christ the Lord. Do you see your vocation and place of work as something that the Lord has set aside and dedicated for His purpose? And then in Micah 4 just a chapter or so earlier, uh, there's this other Messianic prophecy. And thou, O tower of the flock, unto thee shall it come, even the first dominion, the kingdom shall come. And this again is among the ancient prophecies that uh, scribes and scholars looked at and said, will the Messiah come somehow to this place? And those words, tower and flock, are the words... Migdal, uh, Edgar, and scattered all over the hills, all around Bethlehem, are these little washhouses. And we sort of imagine the shepherds just sort of being out in these bare fields, but this was a well-established uh, community that was doing a known task uh, for the temple, and been doing it for hundreds of years. And so scattered all over the all over the area around Bethlehem. These little towers, these little Midgal Adars are set up, and you can still see them today. And when I was there, I saw them myself. 
Um, and so when you search for that in the rabbinical record, you see that the rabbis saw part of this land around Bethlehem as the best land, as the most well-tended land, as the most well-cared-for land, and the richest agricultural land in all of Israel and Judah, because that's the place where the whole nation was raising sacrifices to pay for their sins. And when you look at this ruin that's on your screen right now, that particular one is the one that Eusebius, around 300 AD, identified as the specific washtower site where he believed that the shepherds, uh, that the angels visited, uh, had, had been working. And this is just about a kilometer, just outside the outskirts of Bethlehem. And that was a place where they would be, uh, as shepherds, working in a way that was not like the shepherds who were nomadic shepherds, or not like the landowners, but working to do uh, their job in, in purity and in holiness and, 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 and with intention to care for the lambs that would one day uh, make their way to the temple. This would be the most genetically pure bird. Uh, these fields were the most carefully guarded in all of Israel. You remember the story of David uh, with his, uh, with his um, slingshot. And he's saying, I've killed the lion, I've killed the bear, uh, guarding sheep in this land uh, for uh, the people of Israel. And in the spirit of David, you would protect those lambs and protect those beautiful uh, sheep. And you would not want one to have a broken leg or a scratch on its leg from a rock or a bite from a dog. You would want to take special care of those lambs for the temple. So they were recognized as special, guarded, cared for lambs. And, and it leads to this question about our lives and, and about our vocation. Um, are you trained to watch over your life and to watch over the gifts that you have and to see them as something that could be given to the Lord. Oh, look at that gift that is born within me. This unique ability, is this something that can be given to God? Look at this co-worker of mine who, who maybe doesn't even yet know Jesus and the gifts and talents and abilities that they have in their vocation. Could those be gifts that are ultimately given as gifts to the Lord. Look at that, even the practical things, that Christmas bonus, that a little bit that you extra that you earned in your salary. Could that be a precious thing to be made whole, to be pure, and to be dedicated uh, to the Lord? 1 Timothy 4, 6 says this, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teachings. Persist in this, for by doing so you will save both yourselves and your hearers. So are you keeping a close watch on your vocation to know that it is something that could be given as a gift to the Lord? So it's entirely possible that on this room that's on your screen, that is where the shepherds of Bethlehem were when the angel came down. At that time when uh, Mary and Joseph came into Bethlehem Settled because there was no room in the end. They probably settled, maybe even in one of those places like that, on the outskirts of Bethlehem. And so there, in that place, the angel came down from heaven, and the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy 
that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And this next image on your screen is what those mangers would have looked like. We often have a crisscross wooden thing we imagine, but especially in this land, uh, close to Jerusalem where lambs were being raised in the temple, they would be very careful. This is, this is actually found in that region. They would be very careful not to have anything that could have rot or mold on it. They'd be very careful not to have anything in terms of their drinking vessels. And the archaeology supports this. It's made of a clay uh, that's made from mud. They would, they would have for all of their vessels for service in this area were carved out stone because it could be kept clean and be kept pure. And so we imagine uh, the shepherds who would have come in that space and, and in that time. And they would know these vessels. They would see a manger like this. And they would know what happens when a precious lamb is born in the lamb season, that the high priest would come uh, from Jerusalem and he would inspect the most beautiful of the lambs. And he would look at them each one by one. And he would select one above all the rest, most pure and most beautiful and most whole, and they would take that lamb and they would wrap it in swaddling clothes and place it in a manger to protect it so that it would have no blemish. And these shepherds working in this region and serving in this way are the ones with whom the angels came. Go and see this baby born wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. These shepherds who were dedicated to finding the pure and perfect and spotless lamb, I don't think could have failed to see the symbolism of the baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. What is our response to this? What is our response to this reality? Are we people who are watching, who are looking, who are trained to see the moments in our lives, the moments uh, of, of, of connection? The moments of recognition, the moments of knowing that a Savior has been born for us, that a sacrifice has been made for us. Do we see that in our vocation? Do we see that in our day-to-day? -day? Do we see that in our homes? Do we walk with that kind of awareness that we are a saved people, that we are a loved people, that we are a people for whom a sacrifice has been made? And then do we respond as the angels responded, praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he's pleased. Our faith, our belief, 
our trust in this incredible Savior that we have. It is that faith that we see in the scriptures that pleases God. And so are you observing it? Are you seeing it? Are you remembering it? That a babe was wrapped in a manger, a perfect, spotless lamb, who lived his life and ultimately died for your sins. Let that be what gives us peace, what that gives us hope, what gives us joy. Uh, we're going to just, in a moment, sing uh, Joy to the World, and we're just going to celebrate it. And we're going to try to join with the angels in this, the worship team can come ahead up. But we want to just be in our vocation, in our lives, and everything we do, those people that recognize the incredible beauty and the incredible reality that God loved us so much that He gave His only Son. So that whoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. So hear this invitation. If you're here this morning and, and, and you're not yet believing, you've not given your heart, you've not given your life to Jesus, know that the Savior died for you because you're loved, because you're wanted, and you long for a relationship and fellowship with you. And give your heart and give your life to Him. Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of Ottawa Valley Community Church, visit ovcchurch.ca.